and go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 141 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal, Val, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you doing, Logan? I'm feeling like an outlaw tonight. You should. You should. <laughs> we got a great show for everybody today. We are going to do the racing recap. We had a lot of races going on this past weekend. We're going to talk about Chip Canassi Racing. They have, uh, if you remember from the last couple of shows, or I guess it was a few weeks ago, they produced their own trading card set, and they were giving away packs at some of the races as well. They're actually selling some of the packs for donation to American Legion. So we'll uh, talk about that, give you the link and the whole lowdown for that. We're going to talk about the 1987 and 1988 World of Outlaws set. Yes, before 1988 Max, there was actually a World of Outlaws set. And it includes a pretty famous guy. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll finish the show with King's Court. Hmm, who, who's the famous guy? Is it uh, Dave Blaney. Tom Brady? Dave Lenny. <laughs> well, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Can't do it without them. So we love the, you know, keep on producing those NASCAR trading cards. Also, welcome new subscriber, Chris Rube. Welcome to the show. Yep. And if you subscribe to the NASCAR radio YouTube channel, we'll give you a shout out as well. Speaking of shout outs, Kyle Katz, Skid Marks, Justin Williams, Cade Hesterman, Tim Mousey. Beans Ball Card Blog. Thanks for the YouTube comments, some great stuff. And then, of course, reread them. So please leave them. Yep. Also, we had a little sneaky giveaway last week for the Yellow Optic Silver Packs. I guess we call them the maybe the Joey Logano Packs. I don't know. We got to give a code name for them. So our winner uh, was Cade Hesterman for the sneaky giveaway there with five. But don't despair. We have another sneaky giveaway for five of those Joey Logano packs this show. So somewhere sprinkled in. You never know. <laughs> That's right. right? <laughs> two, was it two words or whatever? Yeah. I can sum it up in one word. Yep. You never know. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough of that. We got a long way to go. A short time to get there. Okay. Let's, um, anything else? Other housekeeping? Okay. I don't think so. No. Let's go to the notes. Truck race, they were not racing. They were off. Still think they're off. Next race is for them is going to be race number eight, and that is going to be the Heart of America 200 at Kansas Speedway, and that's going to be Saturday, May 6th. Coming up, guess who's going to be in that race? Oh, yeah. Tony Tony Bridinger is going to be in it, and I made that bold prediction. She's going to finish better than, than uh, I almost said Danica. <laughs> better, better than Haley Deegan. <laughs> that would be that would send some shockwaves out there. I think she's also driving for Haley's old team. If I, I think you're right. I, I do remember that when I saw those names come across of who she's racing for. Yeah, that was she left yeah. that team to go to the new team. So yeah, all right. So we heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Moving over to the Xfinity race or a series. That was race number 10, and that was the A-Game 200. That was Saturday, April 29th at Dover Motor Speedway. Ryan Truex was our winner. Highest finish rookie was Sammy Smith. Yeah, in the 19 car for Joe Gibbs. It just goes to show you, if you can get a – you can be the greatest driver in the world, but if you don't have a quality ride, it's it's hard to win. 
I mean, there, there's some drivers in, in NASCAR history that have taken not so good cars and muscled them to victory, like Cale Yarborough, people like that. But uh, just goes to show you that once you get a good a good ride, you can win. And he he pretty much dominated. Yeah, I I think it's you know that combination. You need a good equipment, a good driver, right? So ding ding ding. And you have to make those right decisions on the track at the time. And you know. Could be second guessing yourself. Anyway, he chose all the right places he needed to be and uh, won that race. So we have not talked about Ryan Truex. His rookie cards all the way back in 2010 Wheels Element. Wow. Has it been that long? Yes. Card number 100. And there's a few parallels there. There's a green. Uh, I don't, can't remember if that was from retail or no. The red is from Target. The blue, I don't even know. The blue must be from Hobby. And green might be from Hobby as well. And then there are two undiscovered element autographs, numbered to 125, and then also an inscription of red, numbered to 25. It's kind of the same within the element uh, series that, pro- that Press Pass produced, 2009, 10, and 11, where you have the undiscovered element autograph and the and in regular and then the short print or whatever the red ink so yeah it makes me want to get my sharpie out and, and draw on one of those cards and give him some really long hair <laughs> i like his hair did you okay yeah yes. 2010 so trevor bain and daniker in that in that set so that tells you how long he's been racing chase elliott uh 2011 for chase oh that's right that's right that's two that's 2010 my bad no problem our highest finish rookie Sammy Smith, who we've talked about before. 2022 Dunruss with all the parallels there. Rated rookie signature series on the left-hand side, top. Chronicles, clearer vision, clearly Dunruss. Obsidian, the autographs in the middle there. Spectra, Stars and Stripes, XR. We move to 2022 Panini Prism base card there, card number four, with all the parallels. Also, sensational signatures. Also, regular signatures, silver, gold, gold vinyl, while white sparkle. And then also in National Treasures with rookie stars and rookie patch autographs, card number 106. And then Logan was asking about the person behind Sammy Smith. So I did have yeah, a little bit of time. What's the, what's the deal with that guy? That This guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, that guy. So I, I don't know. It looks like, um, is it something die? I have to go back and the look. Daniel die, maybe? Maybe. I think I got to go back and photo match the Russell's ready. The rest of those ready. They can photo match for us. Yeah. Well, I. I saw the card the other day, and I saw he had one. I was like, I know Logan's going to ask about that guy. That guy. So we got that guy. So we got to figure out who that guy is. All right. Let's move on. Next race. Race number 11. The Shiners Children's 200 at Darlington Raceway, Saturday, May 13th. So they're off this week. They'll be racing next week. Moving over to the Cup Race. That was race number 11. That was the Worth 400 Sunday, April 13th. 30th at Dover Motor Speedway. Another Truex wins. Martin Truex Jr. wins. 
It was a yeah, that's on weekend. Monday. That was on Monday. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. Okay. It's like every year they have rain. <sighs> I'm telling you. And the highest finish rookie was Ty Gibbs. Yep. Again. Again. <laughs> and he was he was doing good there for a while, and then I think I forget what he what happened to him. Did he was he, did he go into fuel saving mode or something? Or I think that's that. I think so. But he was running top five. I mean, most of the day. He Maybe he ran out of gas or had to come in or something. No, I don't think he ran out of gas. I don't know. I, I think, I think he, he was in fuel saving mode and he just let out of the gas early. He ended up getting lapped, I think, right there at the end. Since that was a he was doing good all day long. He really yeah. was. And Martin Truex Jr. Get some hit. Got a lot of his cards. Pulling some of these slides here. Also named one of NASCAR 75 greatest drivers. Yep. Press pass signings. We he's also in the 2004 press pass Dale Earnhardt Jr. set. He's got a few cards in there. Looks like about five cards uh, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Naturally, and the parallels for that. He's in Optima, Stealth, Trackside with the variation. This one here, with and without. The lanyard, no ID around the neck, looks like, is the variation. Yes. And then also, that is trackside. Okay, and then high gear autograph. And so here is the press pass, stealth, and the Optima. Yeah, he's got a lot of rookie cards in, in that same year as Kyle Busch, so... Yeah, so I think I don't know if it's Optima. We have you have um yeah, Kyle Bush and Martin Truex. It's pretty good year. Some of them they're in both of them, some of them they are not in both. I think Wheels is just Kyle Bush, but Optima I think they're they're both in Yes. Yes. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> Highest finish Ricky Ty Gibbs. Oh, I'm sure everybody knows them all in their sleep. What yeah, year? Yeah. <laughs> 2020 Chronicles. All a bunch of different ones. Crusade, Phoenix, Score, Scorograph, Spectra, and Scripted Signatures in Prism. Yeah, you should record a just record a, I know, a segment yeah. just for this, and you can just hit play. Insert. And then you take a break and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Race next race, race number 12. That's the Avent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway, Sunday, May 7th at 3 p.m. Stage laps are end of lap 80, 165, and 267. Moving over to Formula One, uh, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it because I'm Baku City Circuit Grand Prix. Okay. That was race number four, and that was Sunday, April 30th. And Sergio Perez was our winner. Yep. Yeah, that was a snoozer, by the way. <laughs> you put me to sleep just now. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> I'm closing some windows here. Sergio Perez. Man, those two of those Red Bulls are really, really tough. They're in a class by themselves, literally. I mean, they really they are. They are. We've talked about him a few times. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about him a lot more. 
2016 tops Trump's Formula One Grand Prix heroes. That's the one on the left. In 2020, he has about 152 cards. In 2020, we have the tops now. There's three versions. There's three versions. There, he has three 2020 tops. I'm wrong. Chrome. Only three cards in Chrome. And so there's going to be parallels of those three in all the different inserts, parallels. He's also in the 1954 World of Wheels. He has a card there. And he also has a track tag. Those are the inserts in 2020 Tops Chrome. And then also in Sapphire Edition, again, those three cards, card 13, one, uh, 33, and 186. And then there's going to be parallels for all of those. He's in the 2020 Tops Dynasty Formula One. So he has autographed patch cards there. With all the different versions. Also in the 2020 tops stickers, there are 11 stickers there. Turbo Attacks, he has eight cards in Turbo Attacks. And then I was right, there are three 2020 tops now cards yes. card 10, 14, and 17. Card 10 has a print run of 839, card 14 has a print run of 1,262, and then 17, 1,424. So he seems like he's not going to be slowing down anytime soon. Points-wise for the standing, he's only six points behind Max. Fernando Alonso is 33 points behind Max, and Lewis Hamilton's 45 behind Max. So it's going to be interesting to see those two, Max and Sergio Perez, how they finished this season. So, yeah, I noticed after the race, they were all smiles and laughing <laughs> happy, but you know, deep down inside Max is like, rrr, rrr, rrr. he's like Fred Flintstone. Rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I just think that's kind of his personality. He just wants to win. I mean, we've seen in NASCAR too, some of these guys, <laughs> Ross Chastain, Earnhardt senior, you know, whatever it can to be number one. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to lose. I'm not, I'm not any different than anybody else. I, being, being a winner is cool. Yeah. Next race, race number five. That's in Miami, Miami Grand Prix, Sunday, May 7th at 3.30 p.m. at the Miami International Autodrome. That's going to be a good race. I wonder if Tops is going to be there giving out cards. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Probably. Send everybody I hope so. to, a, to a tizzy. Oh, my God, I got to get this card. <laughs> well, don't forget, right? They did it last year, and then I think it was Vegas, right? They had the other one. Yeah. Which yeah, I think the, the Vegas. In the cars. Yeah, I think the, the Vegas ones are the, the ones. I like those better than the yeah. Miami they ones. The, the, yeah, they had the, the drivers in those. Yeah. Yep. All right. Phone behind here. Let's move over to IndyCar. That was the 2023 Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. And that was Sunday, April 30th at the Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama. And Scott McLaughlin was our winner. His rookie cards or first cards, the 2013 V8 Super Cars from Australia. There's two cars and two cards in that set there. Card number 18 and 46. And then there's some green light 
cards from 20, 21, 22, 23, but that 2013, I think it was from Australia. I actually ended up picking those up and I guess it was, I don't know if it was a few years ago, but out of Australia. I like the little Batman logo on the, the rear wing of the car. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, Hey, I mean, I know it's the V8, but we don't have a lot of manufacturers. I wish we had more manufacturers. I don't, yes and no. Right. I don't know about Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I don't know about 30 releases a year, but it'd be nice to have one or two for IndyCar and stuff. So that's for you, Ken. Anyway. Yeah. NHRA. That'd be nice. I'd like to see that too. Series standings. Mark Erickson is in first. Patrick Award is in second. Minus three. Alex, Alex Pillow is minus nine. And Scott McLaughlin minus 11 and four. So it is still, st- still close for everybody. So nobody's, yep. nobody's running away for it. So long, long way to go. Yep. Next race, race number five is going to be the GMR Grand Prix, May 13th at the Indianapolis Grand Prix circuit. That's all I have so far. So let's move over to next segment. Oh, any news? Yep. Got a little bit of news. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have already heard this. But uh, this is from Toyota's website. It says, Toyota is pleased to announce a partnership with Legacy Motor Club beginning with the 2024 NASCAR Cup Series season. With Legacy Motor Club's two entries, Toyota will have will field a uh, full-time Toyota Camry field of eight cars. So that's going to be good. So I, I'm looking for that to be a vast improvement for those guys over what they're doing now, because I was listening to uh, Sirius NASCAR radio earlier today, and they were talking about this very subject and they were talking about that legacy motor club is not a top tier team with Chevrolet. So they, they have an alliance with Richard Childress racing, which they have to pay for. So they're not, like I said, they're not a top tier team. They don't get all the information that they need to really dial those cars in and 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 uh, set them up you know optimally for races so you know they're they're at a disadvantage with chevrolet but with toyota they're gonna they said they're gonna be on par with the uh 2311 team so that's gonna be a vast improvement for them i'm looking for them to do much much better uh your boy noah gregson should be very happy about this because he'll do a lot better i think eric jones will do better as well it's gonna be it's gonna be weird seeing Jimmy Johnson possibly drive a Toyota. He's always been a Chevy guy, but uh, anyway, that's that's that part of the news. Now there's some more news, of course, that we've also heard. And this is uh, I got this from Jayski. Uh, Sports Business Journal's Adam Stern reports that Josh Berry is currently finalizing a management deal with KHI Management. I had no idea Kevin Harvick had a management business where he was managing talent you know good for him but anyway it goes on to say that khi is kevin harvick's sports and marketing agency khi's clients include harrison burton ricky stenhouse jr and ryan priest word of barry signing with khi comes on the heels of numerous rumors that barry is favored to replace harvick in the stewart haas racing number four next season when harvick retires an announcement could come later this month so that's cool. We love Josh Berry. 
I wish he was a friend of the show, but we'll just say he's a friend of the show. But uh, we love Josh Berry. Did you ever see? Did you see that picture of they were doing like a um, the, the spotlight for the Batman, the bat signal, and it had it showed Josh Berry. Instead of I the think Batman so. Logo. Yeah. I so think he's so. like the go-to man when when something happens. Called Josh Berry. So yeah, so that's my news. That's 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 really I'm really happy to hear that, and I'm glad to see he's going with KHI and uh, not the the Empire. But anyway, <laughs> I need to send some berries through the mail, man. Yeah, why you can? Yeah, we've been watching him all oh, last a few years, so I'm super excited to see him. You know, get a ride with one of the top tier teams. So. Absolutely. He's That's, definitely I, earned I it. I expect him to win, and I think he will. Yeah. I mean, going, you know, filling in for Harvard, it makes perfect sense. I mean, Absolutely. who else Who else would you have that you'd want to go in for for Harvick? So. No, I can't think of anybody. I mean, there's there's some good talent in the Xfinity series, but. Uh, yeah, but are they ready to move up? No, Josh Berry's ready to move up. That's what I mean, yeah. So there, there's talent coming. But I don't know if they'd be ready by the end of the year, kind of a thing. Yeah, Austin Hill would be another one I would think of that would be probably yeah, ready to he, come up next year. I was like, would he go from Chevy to to four? But I figure he he's gonna stay in the children's camp. But anyway, yeah. that's yeah. that's good. So yeah. Okay, so let me share some slides here on the Chip Canassi. If you remember he he beat Chip Canassi. Chip Canassi racing. They produce their own card set. They were given away at some of the IndyCar tracks. And they also, I think, had, I don't know if they sold more, were, were given away at the tracks with a donation to American Legion. Well, on the website, to get to the cards, if you notice on the right-hand side, this little three-line symbol, if you click on that, it expands. And then you want to do the, the hashtag C... GRC cards. CGR cards, yeah. And then there's a shop now. So during the month of May, make a donation to the American Legion and the team will ship you official 2023 Chip Canassi Racing trading cards. All proceeds will benefit American Legion charities in the fight to end veteran suicide. So fantastic uh, organization. And you can't tell because... It opened up a new window, so let me go to the new window. Dang pop-ups. Dang pop-ups. And so what you get is this screen here. You'll notice that there's a few. There are $10 a pack, and there's different number of packs. There's the one pack, five packs. There were 10 packs and 20 packs, and this is another five pack it looks like. But they've been all sold out. They sold out pretty quick. Here we are recording the third, so uh, the first. Damn you, George C. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff H. And then we got a S Steve H. down here. Anyway, the, the I just want to let everybody know, maybe they're all sold out by the time this goes live Friday, but I want to let you know about it, and they'll possibly maybe restock this or just check back in June. I don't know how many they have or how long this is going to be going on. But again, wanted to bring to everybody's attention because again, we, you know, this is where trading cards and racing meet. So 
This is a really cool set that they produced. I think there's autos randomly in there, so I don't know. I was able to get a few packs. Logan's get a few packs, so we'll uh, open those and, and check those out in person. But wanted to let everybody know, so won't spend a lot of time on it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I got I got ordered five packs, so it's a, and it's all it would let me do it wouldn't let me do a quantity. So the order was just four or five packs. I, I assume maybe I could go in and do it again, but I'm I'm good with five packs. I'm not going to be greedy. Give somebody else a chance. Yeah, you can always order some more if you need it, if they have them, if you want them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next segment, the – oh, this might be a good time for a sneaky giveaway. Oh, no, you can be sneaky all you want. Yeah, all right. So where is that slide? While Val was looking for a slide <laughs> – I'll, I I'll found leave. it. Get I'll, it. I was going to show you something cool, but that's okay. I'll show you something cool later. All right. So for for another giveaway of five Joey Logano 2022 Optic Silver Packs, if you will use the hashtag this time, Slabfire oh, on Twitter, and tag NASCAR Radio and Panini America. You can tag Logan as well if you want. Um, yeah, yeah, tag me if you like. So hashtag slab fire, one word. Yep, slab fire. Let's see if it pop up. That yeah, that goes perfect with that. There I think that's do. gonna be a hashtag for the national. So I've already got stickers made up for slab All right, fire. Awesome. We'll okay. Get for the national. All right. Yeah. So that, if you'll do that, and then uh, we'll pick a winner. So again, our we have a winner for this week, which Cade. So. Cade, reach out to me, or I'll try to reach out to you and I get that shipped to you. So, all right, next segment the 1987 1988 World of Outlaws. Let me pull up this slide here. While Val is looking for the slide, check out this cool <laughs> David Pearson one of one from 2022 National Treasures. Ooh, yeah, I got this bad boy today in the mail, so pretty cool. If anybody gets any more one-on-one cut autos from Legends in 2022 National Treasures, let us know. Okay. So pre-Beckett, there was, and we haven't talked about this probably in a, quite a while, but there's racing collectibles. It actually started, I think it was December of 89. So no Beckett, none of that. In the early days of NASCAR. Well, this is volume one, number eight. This came out in August of 1990. So what we're looking at here is pretty dated, but it's great information. At you know, I don't think much has changed since then when it comes to this. Now we've talked about uh, this before on one of the early episodes. Uh, let me see if I'm looking at my list. Yeah, keep in mind this is 1990 when. Everybody was everybody was going crazy over NASCAR cards, like people are going crazy over F1 cards now. Yeah, so yeah. So, so we, man, I think it was me and Jason talked about it on episode forty. So we're on one hundred and forty-one. So it was hundred episodes ago. So it's kind of breathed a little new life back into this topic. And like I said, you can go back to that other episode, maybe a little more in depth. But long story short, James Taylor. Um, was the son of John Taylor, who was a successful midget racer out in San Francisco Bay area. 
Northern California races. So he grew up around the sport and he was more into uh, reproducing famous masters paintings, doing fine art prints. He noticed that, you know, we had the, the baseball car boom and stuff in the, in the eighties. He noticed there was nothing for racing. He approached world of outlaws in late 86, got them to give him the go ahead to create a world of outlaws collector's card series. And so the highlights for these for 87, so he couldn't, they include the, the statistics and, and stuff. So he couldn't get to work until the end of the 87 series. There was one print run. They produced 10,000 sheets of those 9,700 were cut up and created boxed sets. So this is the 87 here with Jeff Gordon. So he was the pretty much the, the big draw. You can see how young he is there. Dave Blaney to your left there. Ryan Blaney's dad. I think Dave Blaney was a second generation driver. So because I think Ryan is third. Yep. And you can see the uncut sheet there to the left. So there was 300 sheets left uncut. 9,700 sets were produced in the like a little deck of cards kind of box. They were sold for $12.95. Uncut sheets were $15 and $4.50 for shipping. I think the sheets were 20 by 25 inches. So you can see the binder there to the right. I think they were $15, $16 for the binders. Yeah, the, the binders were highly collectible back then. Everybody wanted the binder, and binders were worth some money. Yeah, so in 97, you have this. 88, Max created a binder, so those binders are tough to find, 88, 89. The Masters of Racing, Pioneers of Racing, those, to your point, the those manufacturers in those early days would make binders for their sets. Yep, that's something we don't see anymore. They do a generic one, and uh, let's see what other kind of highlight notes from '87. Also, then they also produced a set in 1988, which I think '88 is more intriguing to me because. We have also Jeff Gordon again, a little older, and, and Dave Blaney. And there are also uncut sheets with those. You'll notice on the uncut sheet up to the top left, there's a two card of Steve Kinzer. And I think he gave those out, not Steve, but uh, the guy who made the sets at some of the tracks as kind of a preview for it. So they also produced 10,000 sheets for 1988. But this time they kept a thousand uncut sheets, so there's only nine thousand box sets. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not very many. No, not a bit. They were sold again for twelve ninety five. Uncut sheets, posters were fifteen dollars, and the album. Again, they produced an album in eighty eight, and that was sixteen dollars. Now, what I think that's really cool for the eighty eight. Is and I'll have to read it here. And actually, so the August of 1990, when this was coming out, and they were doing research for this, this came out from the research. 
so there are two different colored backs for these. I think the black back the black backs are pretty scarce. So I'll read what is in the the article. So they mentioned we mentioned earlier no error cards were thought to be have been produced in either 87 or 88 World of Outlaws collector card sets, but in the research for this column Mr. Taylor came across a fact totally unknown to him, another exclusive. The 1988 sets have red borders on the front and stats in red ink on the back. The card fronts were printed first after the fronts had dried and the backs were printed red. Well, apparently the printer had run short of red ink very late in the printing of the 88 series sheets and thinking either it wouldn't matter or nobody wouldn't notice or care. The printer substituted black ink at the very tail end of the run. How many cards have a black back question mark? Were any black backs cut and put in boxes? A few black backed uncut sheets have been found. That's all that's known. You've heard it first right here. Now I can confirm that black backs were cut up and put in boxes. I was telling Logan previously, the first 1988 sets I bought were black back. And so I didn't know about the red backs. It was only till doing the, the prep for the R number 40 show that I realized that no, they should have been red. So, and the black backs are tough to find because again, they were at the tail end of the print run. So they're a little tougher to find. But they are out there, and you might be able to stumble on them at some shows or on eBay that you can pick up some of these variations. So, so it's the whole set. It's not Jeff, Jeff, not just Jeff Gordon, but everybody in the set can be found with red or black back. So we we don't know how many of these black backs were printed. It could be a thousand, could be two thousand, could be more. We don't know, but it's. It's it's going to be a lot less than the red bags. Correct, because they said it was late in the print run, and the guy who commissioned them or, or ordered them, he would have got them all boxed up and cased up, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be looking through them all, right? No, he no, you're not going to unbox those just to look at them. So he that's how he didn't know. Yeah. So he didn't know until he came across this. And uncut sheets, I think, I don't know if they're all black-backed or how that came across, but I I think it's definitely at the tail end of the run, and I think there are definitely less of the black. So, again, we don't know for sure, but, you know, if you're out there looking and you stumble across them, also notoriously they're off-cut top to bottom as well. Unfortunately, yeah. So if you uh, find one centered any color back, pick it up. Pick it up and send it in and get it graded. <laughs> I, I found one on eBay. This was years and years ago. It was centered, looked good. I sent it in and came back a nine. I was very happy with it. It was red back. Yeah, it looks like uh, Jeffy Pooh had, like, he kind of had almost a, a unibrow going there as well with his little mustache and his, his <laughs> mullet. <laughs> That's before Brooke, I guess. Or yeah, it's before his... Brooke got a hold of him and cleaned him up. 
his image people. Yeah. Let's see what else I want to tell you about the printer was printed in California in Emeryville, California. I think it was Michael Roberts printing. And of course I said, Michael printing, uh, he's retired. So in <laughs> 19 August of, uh, 1990, he retired. So oh, good. I was going to say also, um, of course, you know, PSA does grade these, the 1987 Jeff Gordon rookie card, there are 139 PSA 10s in population right now uh, and 238 nines. So that tells you that getting a 10 is a little tougher than you might think, even though they are white bordered and everything. Well, they come in that set. They usually are pretty good shape, you know, eight nines or 10s, I think. Oh, yeah, because eights, eights, there's 189 eights, and then it drops off significantly after that. There's only 31 sevens, and so you're gonna get you're gonna get at least an eight probably if 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 it's not no corners are dinged up or anything. But uh, like I said, getting a ten is is a little tougher than you might think. Right, but but the centering is not notorious like the 88s. Right. I'm looking at your is that your card Val that you've got a picture of the PSA? I don't think so. I don't think I have a um I have a, a Beckett nine five. I don't think I have a, a ten. Yeah, I've got I've got one, and that's that cert number is three off from the one I've got. Mine ends in eight four, and that one ends in eight seven. <laughs> okay, so Strange. maybe wherever you got somebody yours must from. have sent in a bunch of them at the same time and sold them. Yeah, I mean, I was telling you before the show back ten years ago, whenever it was that I bought them, it was like twenty five dollars for the eighty seven and the eighty eight. Oh yeah, they were cheap. Yep. Um, I remember uh, back in the day, back around that same time frame, going to some uh, sprint car races and dirt races out of the Memphis Motorsports Park. And at the concession stand, they were selling those cards. They had them there. And I bought some. I mean, you know, and at the time, I think they were like maybe they were more than I thought. I think they were like 20 bucks, something like that. It's what they were selling for in the concession stand. And uh, so, you know, I was still kind of poor and uh newly newly married at the time so i didn't have a lot of money so buying a set here and there was the best i could do the only thing i was going to throw out is when i talked to dane turner years ago he mentioned the fact that he was one of the first ones to put jeff gordon on the cover of a magazine and so i i was actually digging it up with, with logan is so this is august of 1990 Gordon wouldn't run his first race, Xfinity race, until Rockingham. I think it was like the last race of the season in October. So he wasn't even in, you know, any of the Bill Davis stuff. But no, he, word he was getting out. He didn't that race either. <laughs> yeah, he did not. He finished second to last, I think it was. He, yeah. I think it was like 33 laps in. He, he, he made it as far, that far. But the word was getting out in the hobby. Uh, at least through Dane Turner, who uh, had his ear to the pulse of the collectors and the hot and the and the sport, and the knew he was going to be something big, so he he called it. He did call it. You and see that? 80, I was I was going to say you see that '88 World of Outlaws checklist. You see the the card they've got there. Sammy Swindell. I think I've mentioned this before, but he's from Bartlett, Tennessee, and uh, back in those during that time, I lived in Bartlett, and his shop was literally a stone's throw away from my house 
Uh, and I, I, I was able to get all kinds of odds and ends memorabilia from Sammy Swindell over the years, digging through his trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say the Gordon, the picture of Jeff Gordon holding the book, the binder and the cards in his hands are the That's 87s. 87. Yep. They did. Yeah. So they even had him kind of promo and pro promo in the set then. So anyway, so that's the 1987 1988 world of Atlas. He is not in the 1989 set. And I think Dave Blaney is in the 1990, but I think he's after that, they produced the world Atlas for a few more years after that. I think it was uh, early nineties, maybe 89, 90, but uh, I didn't get any of those. I was, yeah, here, here's what the boxes look like. Yes, yes. And there, you can see how flat they are. It's it's kind of like what you said. It's kind of like a, a box of playing cards times two. The so, stock is very, very thin. Yeah, very thin. And it has a tendency to to curve up and bow up a little bit, kind of like your old Kellogg's 3D cards used to do. Yeah, and you can see like the centering. It's top to bottom, big time. But it's a black back, so. Yep, sweet card. And here's here's mine real quick if anybody's interested in seeing it. There's my 87 Jeffy Pooh PSA 10. Which that's a, that's a sweet card. I bought that a long, long time ago, and I think now they're going for some pretty big money. I think they've come down some, but still they're you know 200 bucks or something. So yeah, and as you can see, I think you can see the cert number. You can see mine's the is an 84 where that other one ended in 87. You had up on the screen. Very cool. So yeah, it's one of my favorite cards. Do you think it's a? Do you think it's? It's really not a NASCAR card. We think it's a racing glamour card by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe I like it because you know he's like 16, 15 years old. He got that. What's yeah. the excuse of a mustache? You know, again, I talked about it before, and I think that's why everybody likes these. You know, rookie cards. You look at him and and you know, not knowing what he's going to become, right? The potential and to be able to pull it all off and everything had to align just right for him. And he was what? Four-time champion, five-time champion, four-time champion. Yep. Now he's part owner of Hendrick Motorsports. If you would have told that to that kid right there at that time, he would have said, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. Yep. He had no idea what was in front of him at that time. That's why I think, I really like the rookie cards. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, it's definitely a desirable card. We've seen it on the on the market, pre hype, uh, pre pandemic. Naturally, accelerated accelerated quickly in the pandemic, but you know, I think it's one of those things where a lot of folks don't even know they exist. Well, people don't even know NASCAR cards exist, but then let alone that. Hey, Jeff Gordon had a World Outlaws card back when he was like sixteen years old. Very true. In the scheme of things, I mean, what if you had, I don't know what, a minor, I guess like a minor league card for Tim Trout or something that got discovered, you know, what it'd be worth? Yep. Who so, knows? But yeah, it's a cool card. Um, yep. And, 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 I, and I, like I said, I love those sets. Like I said, I, I was able to pick one up at the motorsports park, even here locally. So and when I saw them, I can still remember seeing in the back because it was like a bit, the, 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 Souvenir stand was just like a big wooden shack. It wasn't anything special. And I saw them off to the side. I said, where are those? And they showed them to me. I said, I'll take one. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before. There was hardly any products 
for cards for racing and back then you know and when it got hot and it got publicity it just like f1 we've seen this before it just went crazy if we went through the looked at the price guide in the summer of 90 you know the 89 you know the 88 max was well it was 400 bucks because of the first edition factory set but i think it was like 32 dollars 38 dollars for the toolbox set yeah you know i remember the myrtle beach from 88 max i remember people selling sealed factory sets at that time for like eight nine hundred dollars so you can take that money and convert it into today's money and see how much that is but you know, it's it's it wasn't it wasn't as crazy on prices as f1 is but it still was the wild west just like it is now with f1 yeah the cover card 100 cover card myrtle beach was 75 the talladega streets was 45 yeah those cards were very desirable and and Phil Parsons rare. without Marcia was 45. Mm-hmm. And then the Earnhardt 87, which was kind of his rookie, considered his rookie before the 88 promos got released, uh, was $20 for the eight number 87, which was kind of a short print. Yeah. And they were short print because you'd open up packs and you you got those were hard to find. And I, I can I can attest to that because I was definitely around in that that time frame. Yeah, we ha- we saw the some of the internal documentation from McCullough that it was a kind of a short print special card. But anyway, that just wanted to uh, kind of bring the eighty seven eighty eight World of Outlaws kind of back up to the top since it's been about a hundred episodes since we talked about it. So, yep, couple years. I think that was like right before I I joined the show. It might have been. I, mm-hmm. I I didn't go back and timestamp it when it was, but it was. <laughs> It was a while, so and that was pre-video, so we got to at least show for the folks on YouTube. Please like, subscribe to the channel that um, we get some visuals here, so take advantage of that medium. Anyway, that's, I think, all I got. You think so? So you think it's maybe time for some music then? I think so. All right, let's go for it. King's Court. I added an honorable mention just because I thought this was a cool card. This was on the 26th of April. It's a 2022 Topps Dynasty F1 Triple Relic Gold One of One Carlos Sainz Ferrari PSA 9. The reason I like this card so much is for the symmetry of the patches. Patches? We don't need no stinking patches. (laughs) But I really like the symmetry of those patches because that's part of the shell logo and they cut it in half and uh, it's pretty much well centered in there. Plus you've got the little uh, circle swatch in there, which I thought was neat. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to this card. I thought it was cool. Um, It actually went out for bidding and it ended up at $1,350 with 37 bids. So, uh, that Pretty is impressive. Cool. Yeah, that patch is I I love that patch. I, the way that shell on the bookends it it it's not they did a great job. This kind of what when you do patches, this is what it should be. 
This is that was that was what I was going. You stole the words right out of my oh, mouth. Sorry, go ahead. Like All right, everybody, rewind that. All right, scratch good. Really, really, really. Yep, this is the way patches should be. This is the way you should do them. Even his name is kind of symmetrical. So, uh, actually, I think what it is, it's it's a EKG from from a, somebody's heart rate. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I right. just wanted to show this one as an honorable mention, just just because of how nice and neat and. Because I like symmetrical things, and I thought that I just thought it was as I was, you know, perusing through eBay. I saw that and I thought, man, that's really cool. So, all right. So next up, our Joker of the Week. This was on the 29th of April, and this is these are cards you don't hear about very often. These are 1992 Amada Formula One Fighting Spirit sealed packs. And you can get a Michael Schumacher rookie card, so they say. Um, they were asking $1,499 for this lot of cards with the 34 packs. They accepted a best offer of $650. So substantially lower from what they were asking, but uh, still, you just like I said, you just don't see these cards very often. They're from Japan, I believe. Uh, there's 42 cards in this set, and, P and by the way, PSA does grade them. Oh, okay, awesome. So it's so, really, would you say, it was 600 what? 650 bucks. Yeah. So there's 34 or so. That's less than 20 dollars a pack. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you, in the grand scheme of things, when you're looking at Topps Dynasty and stuff, that's not that bad. Yeah, 45 for shipping out of China. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought they were pretty cool. You like I said, you just don't see these very often. And like I said, PSA has only graded a handful of them. There's it's not like they've graded a ton of them. So so that should tell you in this world we live in during this Formula One craze we're going through that you would think that hey, I got a bunch of these cards. I'm gonna submit send them to PSA. Well, apparently there's not a lot of these cards because you would think PSA would have a higher population than they do. I, yeah, yeah, I think somebody got a I'm gonna say a deal on these because the way I'm looking at it, not a lot of them have been graded. You have a uh, 34 packs for you know less than a grand, less than 800 bucks, whatever, and you're in for that. But you know you have a shot at these 34 packs and kind of blaze a new territory and you know becoming a a um an expert at, at this issue, you know? Yeah, this is definitely a sleeper in my opinion. I think that whoever bought these, I think they got a great deal because these things are apparently pretty rare. Uh, Cause you, like I said, you just don't see them very often. And what's weird about that is it looks to me like the packs are like on some kind of string and you pull them off. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how that worked. It's very strange. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how the, how the packs work back then yeah, it, yeah correct i mean i'd be curious to see whoever gets them if they document and put it on youtube and you know to your point it could be for retail and you just hang it up and you just pull you know you pull one off and you know it doesn't damage the card or whatever it's just punch hold or whatever it is so you know we're talking about 1990s early 90s and I don't know what the retail value was for these. Probably not much. I, I can't imagine they were very expensive back. But it in the looks 90s. like it's three plus one. So there's, I don't, 
three or four cards in there. So it'd be really cool. I, again, you're in for 700 bucks, whatever. And it's a, it's a really cool experience to do all that. So yeah. And I, if they're collated really decently, yeah. If they're collated decently, you should probably get a set. So. Yep. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love stuff that like that. Yeah. Okay. Next up the Jack of the week, our young driver, this is on the 27th of April. Tops Dynasty F1 2022 George Russell Patch Auto Red, one of five. And it's like the quadruple S print, S-S-S-S-P. And this card actually went out for bidding. And it ended up at $1,335 with 49 bids. And as you can see, that's part of the Tommy Hilfinger logo right there. So pretty cool. Uh, yeah, very nice. It's nice. I mean, the patch is the blue color. I mean, with the red, uh, aesthetically pleasing to me. I like that. Uh, looks like his autograph is also not that bad. Uh, it's it's still some scribble scribble, but I don't see a lot of, you know, dry ink, you know, dry marker ink on there. So I think I think it's overall that's a pretty nice card. Yeah, I'd agree. That's nice. Uh, price is pretty good too. 1300 bucks and 49 bids. Yeah. Yeah. They people want that bad boy. Okay. Coming so, out of China too. Yeah. I, I saw that from, from China. There's a lot of stuff coming from China. Yeah. All right. Next. All right. Next up queen of the week. This was on May the 2nd, 2019 Haley Deegan Panini prime racing, clear vision auto one of one. It only had four bids, but it went for $385 for a one-of-one -one of Haley Deegan. Wow. I will say that I paid less than that for my David Pearson. Just to yeah, put but, in perspective. But Pearson's only number two all time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he only won 105 races. Yeah. And how many's Haley won? Yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah. keep on going. Yeah, keep on trucking. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool card. I thought I liked it. Uh, and like I said, that was the highest priced uh queen of the week card. Any prime racing, prime, it's prime, man. Okay, prime time. all right, king of the week. This was on the 30th of April. Ooh. Yeah, this is really cool. This is a 2020 National Treasure Jimmy Johnson patch fire suit auto booklet. One of one, we had a lot of one of ones tonight. Uh, they were asking. $1,500 for this bad boy. They settled on a best offer of $1,200 for that card. All right. So that's a pretty good price for good old seven time. Yeah. At 1200 bucks. Yeah. And it's nice with the 48. Um, it's a little out of my price range, but again, seven time. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty. I was trying to figure out where that 48 comes from. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe on the back. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe on the back of his fire suit. But still, it's uh, they did a great job with that patch. It's it's centered in there nicely. Um, it's got the little trademark logo thing on there. So yeah, that's pretty nice. So I think whoever got that probably paid about what it's worth. So congrats to whoever got it. Yeah, it's pretty. All right. Next up, our ace of the week. 
a one of one, which, gee, we hadn't had any one of ones. Uh, this was on the 29th of April, 2020, Topps Chrome F1 Sapphire, Sebastian Vettel, and I don't, I swear I do not know how to pronounce this, Pad, Pad Paraja, Pad Paraja, I think. I, I'm sure I'm butchering the crap out of that. But it's a one of one SSP. Uh, it went out for bidding. It went for $3,511 with 40 bids. And it's yeah, a I don't know about card. Yeah, I don't know about that, though. Yeah, for, for Sebastian Vettel, for $3,500. for and, and I know how you feel about car cards. Uh, you know, that's not even him. I mean, he's in the car, but it's the car. Yeah, they're buying the one-on-one. They are buying the one-on-one. That's what they're buying. Yeah, I... This, yeah, I'm I'm not even a player at this for half that price, but no, me either. This I, is I, not I, not for me. So, you know, if this was Max or Lewis, maybe. But again, I you know some of the stuff I don't understand. I've been doing this a long time, but uh, things I don't understand. But hey, uh, whoever bought it, you know, more power to them. Maybe they're going for the rainbow. So you can you start with the one on one, and you can work your way down. Yeah, yeah. Once you get the one on one, it's all downhill from there. Yep. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of this card either. I mean, it looks nice with the the red, the Ferrari red, and the 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 ruby red color. I mean, it looks okay, but it, but the thing about it is, is it kind of all melts together. You know, it's like one big red blob. So I, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of this, but this, you know, this was our highest price one of one card this week. You know, I would agree with that with the red and the pinks and the dark reds and. The other stuff, it kind of gets lost, the wheels and stuff. It does. And, and maybe it looks much better in person. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, congrats to whoever sold it. Yeah, yeah. Whoever sold that did well, I think. All right. Coming up last, but really first, <laughs> our Royal Flush of the Week. This was on the 2nd of May. 2020 Topps Chrome F1 George Russell. George Russell makes two appearances tonight. Gold Wave Auto out of 50. It's a PSA 8. And he's got a little scribble scribble action going on there. They were asking $7,850 for wow. this card. And they settled for a much lower price. The best offer was $4,250, which is still not chump change. Uh, that's some real money, but it is, is a gold. People really like the gold wave refractors and, you know, I do too. I think they're nice looking cards. Yeah. That's out of 50 though. Yeah. But, and it's only a PSA eight. Yeah. Well, I think we know the 2020 with some of their issues. Yeah. They had a lot of QC issues for sure. Cause I, they were manufacturing a lot of these cards overseas and not here. So, um, but it's not a bad card. I don't, again, I don't know that this card is worth 4250 bucks for George Russell. Uh, that's just my opinion, but I just don't see it. But uh, I think it may be a little overpriced. I would agree with that. But still a cool card. Like I said, I like the, any, any gold cards to me are really nice looking cards. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen a bad looking gold wave refractor <laughs> card at all. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it for this week's King's Court. All right. Thank you, Logan. 
Yes, sir. Awesome. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we have. Uh... Donruss. Oh, yes. Donruss is still slated for, <laughs> I guess, next week. And... No, no, it's not next week. It's three weeks from now. Or is it? Uh, it's the 12th. So oh, it's the 12th. Days, I, don't know, I thought it's the 23rd. So, yeah, I guess it is next week. That's my bad. It's the 12th. Blowout, I think, has them for 12, 72 right now. Steel City, I think, for 75 a box. So, I've uh, come down from what were they last year? In, uh, 120? Yeah, then, then they went way down. Yeah. Real quick. So, uh, yeah, so a few weeks and we'll we'll um, have Dunner. So that's still on track, fingers crossed. And don't forget about the the giveaway. And I promise this weekend I'll have the social out for the Denica Patrick. Just, we'll just want you to um, like. Like the video, or is all the instructions are in the in the image that I created to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. So, uh, and then of course we have the sneaky uh, Joey Logano giveaway again, five packs. So, and uh, again, congratulations to Cade. I'll be reaching out to you this week uh, to get you your five packs. So, uh, anything else, Logan? Wrap up here. Hashtag skin marks, uh, top freaking Gibbs, and hashtag slab fire. Slab fire. Yep. And I guess that is it for us. Uh, another week uh, shows in the can here. So, but again, we appreciate you watching uh, the podcast. Yeah. Listen to the podcast, <laughs> watching the show on YouTube, watching the podcast and listening to us on YouTube. Exactly. I was going to say that, but, <laughs> and, uh, got some races going on this week. So looking forward to that. And we appreciate everybody. And, um, I guess we'll see everybody next week then. All right. Be safe. See you.